I'm Frank Garza, and welcome to Here and Abroad, a podcast that follows the U.S. men's national team and their player pool across MLS, Europe, or wherever else they play their club football. On today's show, we are previewing the U.S. versus Mexico Nations League semifinal, which kicks off this Thursday, June 15th in Las Vegas. Whoever wins will play either Canada or Panama in the final on the following Sunday. To help me preview the match, I've invited Larry Henry Jr. to join the show. Larry is the managing editor and USMNT writer at SBI Soccer. He's also a contributor for MLS Next Pro. Larry, this is your second time on the show, so welcome back to Here and Abroad. Hey, Frank. Uh, glad to be back with you again. I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, I'm glad I made the cut easily, right? First time, uh, was able to get through it. Did a decent job, so I'm back, right? No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Nah, you, you passed the cut with flying colors. Awesome, awesome. All right, so I'm really looking forward to this match on Thursday night, and, and I'd like to spend a good part of our discussion on some of the key starting lineup decisions that B.J. Callahan is going to have to make for the match. Let's start at center back, because I think this is a position that could go several different directions. You know, Tim Ream is out due to injury. Cameron Carter-Vickers as well. So the center backs on the roster are Miles Robinson, Walker Zimmerman, Chris Richards, and Austin Trusty. How do you see Callahan lining them up? Yeah, it's going to be uh, definitely going to be a challenge, I think, um, you know, because you got so many guys in this in this player pool right now that, you know, have a point, point to prove. You have some, you know, key veterans coming back into the pool. You got some younger guys trying to prove themselves uh, on a big time stage. Uh, I think defensively, right, when you look at, you know, the center back position, I don't think it's one that at some points I think it's kind of locked down, but obviously injuries can happen, form can happen. Um, You know, a guy can really kind of boost his form as well. So uh, I still think it's a position that whether it's BJ Callahan or whether it's the 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 next full time uh, manager the nat- U.S. men's national team, you know, I think it's a position that's obviously still got a, a great depth and a lot of guys that you know aren't going to be in this Nations League that still will be there. I think down the road, but looking at the the center backs, I think in my eyes you have to go with the experience, right? And I think Walker Zimmerman, Miles Robinson, when you look at you know, what they've been able to do with the national team. Uh, you know, I think it's uh, 62 caps between them now compared to the nine that Chris Richards and Austin Trusty have uh, at this moment. Uh, I think that they're going to go, Callahan's going to go with the experience against Mexico. He's going to want to win this game, get them back to the final. I think Zimmerman and Robinson obviously have had their ups and downs, you know, but I still think you want that familiarity there in the back. And I think they're two really good leaders to have. Um, if I had it my way, I would maybe go with an Austin trustee or a Chris Richards because they're younger guys. You want to see them in the mix. You want to see them under the pressure, but, but I'm not the coach. <laughs> so uh, I think that the experience is necessary. And uh, I think Zimmerman and Robinson will, We'll get the nod uh, against Mexico, and then you, you go off that. If you win that game, you know obviously changes could be made for the for the final. Yeah. So for me, I think Miles Robinson, hundred percent, is going to start. He he's to me the the lockdown starter for sure. I'm a little bit less certain on the second one. 
and I and I want to give it to Chris Richards or Austin Trusty so bad because I just want to see some one of the younger center backs, you know, in there. I want to see somebody kind of take uh, Zimmerman's place, so to speak. But as much as I tried to convince myself about it, you know, when I was thinking about uh, this topic, I, I just I couldn't convince myself uh, into doing it against Mexico. I think they are going to go with the experience. You know, BJ Callahan's this interim coach. I don't think he's going to come in and uh, try something way different than has been done before. He's not going to really go out on a limb too much. And so I do think it will be Miles Robinson and Walker Zimmerman, just like you said. I would love to see one of those other guys get in there, though. I mean, I wouldn't be disappointed if one of them started. If, if Between Chris Richards and Austin Trusty, if you had to pick one of them to start, which, which one would you favor? You know, I, I think, again, it goes off of maybe the experience right now. Chris Richards, obviously, at club level, right, didn't play a whole lot this season, was able to – did play some big-time moments. I remember he you know, played against Liverpool, played against Manchester United, played against, I think it was Newcastle. So he did get some opportunities there. But Austin Trusty, I think, really just excelled with Birmingham City in the championship. I think he played every – league game except for one match um you know was the the supporters player of the of the season you know he i thought he had a really outstanding loan spell in his first chance in in england so uh, i think i would go with as much as i'd want to see both of those guys starting alongside each other i think trusty might get would would get the nod over richard solely for the fact that you know he did play over 40 something matches this season he was you know, Mr. Durability for Birmingham City, whereas Richards, you know, kind of was a backup most of the season. And that's no knock to Chris Richards. That's just the fact that Crystal Palace, I think, had, you know, more experienced defenders than than uh, more guys with more Premier League experience than, he, than him right now. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Okay, let's go to let's go to left and right back. I mean, I think left back, we're pretty certain that's going to be Anthony Robinson. But with right back... It's going to come down between Serginio Dest and Joe Scally, and there's always this discussion about, you know, Dest has been the kind of de facto starter, but he just hasn't played a meaningful match actually since the last game against Mexico, I, I believe. He just wasn't getting any playing time in Italy, whereas Joe Scally has been getting a lot of playing time in the Bundesliga. So what's your feeling on that one? Who do you put into the starting lineup at, at right back? Again, I think it's again you gotta like you said you gotta look at what these guys have done on the field throughout the season, and I mean uh, I think that as much as I'd want to see Joe Scally get the opportunity in a, a big time game against Mexico, um, I, I think Sergio Desk gets the nod, and that again that goes with you know the familiarity of what he brings to the team. He has twenty five caps with the national team compared to Scally's four. You know he yes. Dest only played, I think it was 635 minutes this season, you know, for AC Milan, while Scali had over 2,300 minutes with Gladbach. But uh, I, I just think that against Mexico, I mean, we saw Dest against Mexico the last time, like you said, um, and he wasn't really playing much for AC Milan at that point either. So, and he was able to, you know, play that game. Uh, I know this one obviously has a little more importance to it, but uh, I think, you know, you want to give Sardinia Dest some confidence, some 
some some form going into the the summer. We don't know what his club situation is going to be uh, by the time the summer ends. So uh, I think this is a good opportunity for him. Maybe get a couple appearances under his belt. And I think when you look at the matchups, right? I think you know Joe Scally, really good one v one defender. Um, maybe doesn't give you as much offensive, you know, production as Serginio Dest in terms of getting upfield, getting crosses into the box, you know, kind of taking on def- uh, defenders as well. So I think Dest uh, definitely, I think, you know, kind of has that little bit of an X factor around him. And I think he'll get the nod at, at right back. And, and like you said, Anthony Robinson, I think clear cut number one left back in the, in the pool right now. So uh, no one's going to be taking <laughs> his job for, I think a long time, but uh, yeah, I I'd, I'd definitely go with Dest. I think over Scally. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I I know Dest isn't getting the playing time, but I've seen enough of him, you know, playing for the U.S. Men's National Team to where I'm comfortable putting him in there. You know, if it was if I, I was talking about two players that didn't have a lot of caps, and I was trying to decide between the two, I might favor the one um, that's getting more playing time. But Dest, you know, he's shown me enough in big time matches uh, in that Mexico game, he was really the kind of the spark for that goal that we did get with his dribbling that kind of kicked off that, that sequence of, uh, of plays. So I'm, I'm hundred percent. I love seeing Dest on the field. He's a playmaker. Uh, he is an X factor. And um, I think he's going to, he's going to get the nod. Okay. So let's go to midfield. So Tyler Adams is out with injury. Kellen Acosta also didn't uh, make the roster. I think he might be uh, he might be hurt as well. So we don't really we're pretty weak at number six. Uh, they've brought Johnny Cardoso in, but how do you see BJ Callahan lining up the midfield without Tyler Adams or without having one of our best you know number sixes in there? It's definitely a challenge for sure. I mean, Adams now obviously he's been out for several months um you know missing the the end of the campaign with Leeds United and obviously you know his his loss there I think you know was a was a reason maybe we didn't see Leeds United stay up at the end of the season so obviously we know his importance with the national team my thoughts with the midfield is I think Johnny Cardoso is having a really good season right now with international and in uh in Brazil but I think when you look at it I think definitely Weston McKinney is one guy who who will be in the starting lineup. Um, you know, brings a you know great work rate to the midfield. Munis Musa, another guy, I think he's going to be in there. And then the third guy, I think to me, uh, I think Callahan's going to go with Gio Reyna, and that's because you know his his goal scoring abilities. Obviously, had a really good second half of the season with with Dortmund. You know, coming off the bench, scoring some big goals, continuing to play a part with them, even though maybe not getting as many starts as, as fans would have liked, uh, U.S. fans would have liked. But uh, I think with McKinney, Musa, and Reyna, you can do a bunch of different things. You know, McKinney, I guess, you know, you could kind of slide uh, into a more defensive role just because the ground he covers and his work rate, you know, him and Musa maybe could could interchange a little bit. I think both those guys really have good engines, and that's what you want from a number six. And, you know, whether that's not playing with a number six at all, but maybe, you know, kind of working these guys around, uh, I think those three guys uh, are going to be the, the three that, that start. And, and, and bringing Reyna into the midfield doesn't ultimately make him a midfielder for the whole game, obviously. I think 
you know, as we break down the other positions, I think, you know, you can interchange him on the wing, you know, drop, you know, one of the wingers back into a midfield role, whether that's, you know, Christian Pulisic, whether that's somebody else. So uh, I like McKinney, Musa, and Reyna in, in the midfield. And then that also gives you, you know, guys off the bench. Luca De La Torre, I think, could be a, a spark off the bench. Alan Sonora, maybe. Um, and then if you want some extra defensive help, then you have a guy like Cardoso who, again, only has six caps with the national team, but is 21 years old and, and still has a bright future. I agree with you. You know, I think they'll have Wes McKinney and Yunus Musa maybe play that double pivot. Um, I like having Pulisic and, and, and Wea on the wing. And so putting Gio Reyna in the midfield allows him to get in the game. And they seem to be going that direction from the last window as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that trio out there. Okay. All right, Larry, let's go to the big one now. Striker. Flo Balligan has arrived. Does he get the start on Thursday night? Or does that go to Ricardo Pepe? Oh, man, that's the million-dollar question. I'm surprised we didn't open up with this question. I wanted to tease the audience a little bit. <laughs> I, I think it's a great question. Uh, it's going to be, it, I think no matter who starts, it's going to be two guys full of confidence. Um, I personally want to see Flo Balogun, obviously, because of what he's done this season, the great loan spell he had, 22 goals in France, obviously the excitement building with the fan base around him. I want Flo Balogun, but obviously with this being a Mexico game and being the fact that you want to win this game, get back to the final, I think Ricardo Pepe, again, that experience of being with the national team might give him the edge. Um, and I thought he had a really good loan spell as well in the Netherlands, although Groningen got, got relegated, but um, he was one of the few bright spots. So overall, uh, I think that Pepe will get the nod, but that doesn't mean... Flo Balogun won't play uh, in the game. So I think he, he will make his debut. I just don't think it will be in the starting lineup. Yeah. Yeah, Larry, I think a lot of people are going to think we're crazy because I'm I'm with you. I, I think Ricardo Pepe is going to get the start. I, I think, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see Flo Balogun, no doubt about it. And I think he's going to get in the game. I would, I would expect, I, I think Pepe will start. Balogun will come in probably at 60th minute, 70th minute you know, depending on what, what, what the game, what's happening with the game. But I just think, you know, it's pretty rare for somebody in their very first, their very first match to crack the starting lineup, you know, for their, for their first cap, um, first of all. And so I think it's, it's, this is the first time he's been in training camp with everyone. Um, He's getting kind of like up to speed on everything. It's, that's going to lie to someone to go start against your biggest rival and, their very first after they've just been in camp for the first time for like a couple of weeks. And on top of that, you got Ricardo Pepe who I don't think he's been getting enough credit. Honestly. I mean, this is a guy that's in form with his club. Uh, he's been in form for the U S men's national team as well. He's got, what did he get? Like three goals in the last window, including the, the decisive goal in their second game against uh, El Salvador. So, I mean, I think Pepe's going to get the start and um, Balogun will get in there at some point. We'll see how he does. 
how he kind of feeds off the other the other guys on the field. And if it goes really well, perhaps he gets the the start in the next game if they win. But I, I really would be not shocked if he gets a start, but a, a little a little bit surprised. Do you think he'll if he doesn't get the start, he'll handle that okay? Yeah, yeah, I think he'll be fine. Uh, I think he knows that you know what he's kind of walking into with the national team he's the new guy on, on campus sort of thing and i think he's got a long future ahead of him obviously big summer for him at club level because you know I, we don't know what's going to happen next whether he stays with arsenal whether he goes out on loan again whether he permanently moves somewhere else but uh, i think you know the future is bright for him i think that obviously we're not going to see him uh at the gold cup but that doesn't mean we won't see him in those friendlies that were announced later this year. And I think that's maybe where you see him make his first start, um, pending that he's healthy and everything. And um, like you said, it's very often you see a guy come right in on his debut, start against Mexico in a, in a knockout game um, or, you know, a knockout game against anybody. So uh, I think that, He'll be okay, and I think, like you said, he's had a long season. I think it was played over three thousand minutes with, with Stodrim, and um, you know now maybe looking, probably got one eye on taking a little bit of a break as well this summer before he goes uh, goes see what's next at, for him at club level. But would be excited to see him play, whether it's five minutes or thirty minutes or for forty five minutes. Yeah, it's going to be a scene when he's warming up and he's about to come in. That's going to be it's going to be exciting to watch. So we've gone through a lot of the the positions here. Is there anything else you'll be keeping your eye on during this US Mexico match or some of the storylines that you're interested in in following? Yeah, I mean, uh looking at it, I actually pieced together my whole, you know, starting lineup and and one position I one starter I think who we will see start who I'm intrigued to see is Tim Weah. I think we're going to see Tim Weah on the right side of the attacking trio uh, of Polisic, Pepe and, and Tim Weah and obviously he's had an intriguing season now because he's kind of he's been with the national team playing in a, uh, in his natural attacking role and then he's gone back to club level playing as a fullback playing as a wingback not really playing all too much as a as a winger or forward and that that that's a credit to obviously Lil's attacking power that they have with Jonathan David and some others but um intrigued to see him back at his natural position taking on defenders hopefully maybe get a goal tomorrow uh or on Thursday excuse me um and uh just you know see him back doing what he loves to do in the final third. And then the other storyline for me is just to see how, how Mexico shows up really, because obviously they've had a pretty sloppy window here uh, of friendlies coming into it. And um, obviously there's some pressure on them to get back to their best. And uh, I think right now, I I think you'd have to say the USA are the favorite in that game on Thursday. Um, They're unbeaten in their last five against Mexico. And obviously uh, Mexico wants to, to stop that and get back to the final and get back to winning some silverware. But so I'm, I'm intrigued to see how Mexico comes out and uh, see, see how they look uh, overall as a team. Cause right now they're not playing there. Not, not, uh, not the Mexico of old. I'll, I'll leave it at that. All right. So 
Speaking of that, you said the U.S. you know is is favored, and I and I agree with you based on the the recent history. I think it's been almost four years now since Mexico last beat the U.S. Give me your prediction. What's going to happen on Thursday night? My prediction is, uh, like you said, I think the USA are favorites. Um, obviously, there's going to be a little bit of pressure on them with the maybe with the coaching change and, and how BJ Callahan can kind of you know weather that weather that pressure. But overall, I think the USA are going to win. I, I think it's going to be a two nothing result for the US. Um, obviously, the last time they played Mexico, different. Different players, um, different you know tournament, different pressure. But this is the Nations League. This is something they want to repeat as champions. It would be a little sweeter if this was the final uh, against Mexico. But ultimately, it's about them getting back to to what they've been doing and hopefully the start of a, a really good summer for them with the with the Gold Cup as well uh, on the horizon. So, uh, like the USA, two nothing. Uh, and my goal scorers, I had Pulisic, and uh, I actually had Gio Reyna. I think he's going to be uh, chomping at the bit a little bit to get back at it uh, on the international uh, level. I thought he had a really good good window uh, the last time he was in camp. Larry, everyone's going to think that you and I kind of colluded before before we got on this call because I also have the U.S. winning Dos Acero. Uh, I think they're <laughs> going to get an early goal, uh, get some momentum, and then I think they'll get a kind of a, you know, 85th late, late second goal to kind of put the game away. I think they're going to be, they're going to be playing a lot looser than Mexico. All the pressures on Mexico uh, to win this game, I think. And uh, we have, I wish we had Tyler Adams, but um, without him, you look at the team we're putting out there. It's a pretty dang good team. And uh, I just think that we're going to, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get it done. So if, if we're right, that puts the U.S. in the final on Sunday. Uh, who do you predict they'll be playing in that final? And then what's your predicted, predicted result for the final? Yeah, it's uh, the other semifinal is definitely going to be fun to watch. Um, I like being able to actually watch it kind of, you know, with a little neutral, uh, as a neutral a little bit. So uh, I think Canada, obviously the favorite in that one. Panama, I thought, had a really good kind of run to get to the the knockout round. But overall, I just think Canada, obviously, still making their climb in CONCACAF, still wanting to be up there you know, with the big boys in CONCACAF. I, I think the talent they have, the veteran leadership they have, um, it's going to be too much for Panama. So uh, I, like Pan- I like Canada. I actually like Canada 3 one uh, in their game, I think they're just going to have a little too much offensive firepower for Panama, um, which sets up the the U.S. Canada final and uh, a lot of stars kind of on the field. And I like the U.S. to repeat. I just think it's their kind of their competition. You know, pressure is going to be on as it always is, and uh, I think a lot of those those key guys are going to rise to the occasion. And like you said, I wish Tyler Adams was would was here because he could be part of that, but. Uh, I like USA in the final 2-1 uh, over Canada. I think they'll concede a goal because Canada, Canada's good offensively. It's hard to keep them off the score sheet, but back and forth affair a little bit, and then USA uh, steals a late steals a, a winner in the the dying stages of the match. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping Canada wins because I'd I'd like to play them in the final. I think that sets up another big matchup. 
not as big as U.S.-Mexico because of the rivalry, but when you look at how the U.S. has been playing Mexico and Canada lately, we've actually had a harder time with Canada. And uh, that would set up a huge game for them because Canada's been making good progress against the U.S. and Mexico. And if they could then continue that with winning the Nations League, I mean, that would be huge for their program. And so I think that's going to be a high-stakes game. I'd like to see the U.S. kind of turn the tide a little bit on Canada because I don't like the direction that it's been going. I also think John Herdman talks too much, and so I'd like to kind of see us shut him up too. And I think it'll happen. I think we're going to get them 1-0. I know they have some great goal scorers, like you said, but I think the world will it'll be a grind-out game. Uh, very similar to, I think we played them in the semifinals of the last Gold Cup or something like that, and I think it was 1-0. We got a, got a late goal. I think it'll be close, but I think we'll we'll squeak it out, and we're, we're going to retain our title. At least that's that's what I hope. So, Larry... Thanks again for joining the show to uh, talk about this Nations League semifinal. Before I let you go, any final thoughts? And then could you also just share where people can find you if they want to see more of your work or learn more about you? Yeah, uh, Frankie, thanks so much again for having me. Always good to connect. Um, You can follow me, for everyone listening, uh, lhenry019 on Twitter. Always welcoming the the conversations and and, uh, debates on USMNT and Americans Abroad and Premier League and whatever else you'd like to talk about soccer-related. And uh, and then also follow my work over at SBI Soccer, where most of my uh, writing is now a day, and then also MLS Next Pro, uh, if if you're, you're interested in that as well. Thank you, Larry. Thanks, Frank. And thanks to everyone for listening to Here and Abroad. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a fellow USMNT fan. I'm Frank Garza, and I'll be back soon with a new episode.